five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Hello and welcome to Truth, Beer, and Podsequences. So this is the podcast where my co-host and I get together at a podcast host, which is no surprise today here at uh, Higher Gravity. But what we do is we listen to and then recap all the Cincinnati-based craft beer podcasts from the previous week. Now, hopefully there aren't too many consequences from the hosts of the other podcasts uh, when we give uh, you know our versions. And so far, what are we on? We five or six? Yeah, I think at least without five. any consequences. Uh, uh, consequences. So, we're doing good. Yeah, we're doing well. Doing all right. We are doing well. Uh, my name is Marco. I am a taproom manager here locally, and that voice you heard belongs to the best co-host in Podcastlandia. I am Julia, and I aggregate all of the craft brewery events happening in and around the greater Cincinnati area and smash them into one more document that Marco and I read in our .5 episodes that come out on Wednesdays. Yeah, you should go and listen to those. That way you know how to you know, plan accordingly for your uh, brewery event travels and, and such thereas. True that. Uh, so, before we get into all the rest of the stuff, uh, I just wanted to let everyone know uh, that all the thoughts and opinions on this podcast are those of the hosts alone. Uh, they do not represent any, any entity that we may be affiliated with, uh, such as you know our day jobs or even higher gravity. So, if you have uh, you know any sort of uh, comments or beefs, we're going to tell you at the end of the show how to uh, get in touch with us in that way. Now. Having said that, this is a craft beer podcast about craft beer podcasts. And no craft beer podcast would be a good craft beer podcast if you weren't having craft beer. And we do the real work. True. Uh, we're not like those fake-ass podcasts that don't have beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we really do have beer. So, Julia, what you drinking? I am having from Streetside Nasdravi, which is their dark Czech lager. And it is fantastic. This is my second one tonight. How about you? I am having a, what is it, rounding third? Mm-hmm. Rounding third from Mad Tree. Excellent. It is almost I don't know why I said it that way, Mad, Mad Tree. Eh, you know, reasons. Yeah. Yeah, it happens. Anyways. Well. Getting into baseball season is coming. It, it is. It is. It, it absolutely is. is. Are you a big baseball guy? Uh, uh, Not so much. I mean, it's fine. Yeah, it's. I, like, I mean, I want to be excited about it. Yeah. That's that, that's honest truth. I want to be excited about Same. it. Same. I want to be excited about it. I just never am. Except. Usually not. For the yeah. Savannah Bananas. Oh, yeah. Those. Uh, Good old Banana Savannah. Ball. Yeah, Banana They've ball. actually been live streaming all their games on YouTube. So that's been pretty cool. That is cool. That is very cool. I mean, cool. it's entertaining. It looks it entertaining. It is. It absolutely Where's the closest is. they're going to be on their Ugh. tour? Um, I don't pay that much attention. Oh, you're not going to go? No. Okay. No. That's fine. Well, all of their games sell out like almost immediately when the tickets go on sale because it has become such a cultural phenomenon. So, so yeah. I mean, maybe eventually I'll I'll go to a game, but no plans on it this particular season. So, okay. But the Florence Yalls are actually going down to Grayson Stadium, which is their home stadium in Savannah, and uh, so that'll be cool to see them play. Yeah, let's, uh, let's actually talk about what our show is supposed to talk about. Because we have a lot to talk about this week. You know how last week we had 1.25 podcasts to cover? Yep. This week, one. 
Not what? even a not even a point two five. Like we don't even have like little snippets of any other podcast to talk about. Yeah. We have one. And you know who didn't let us down this week? Cincy Brewcast. Yeah, Cincy Brewcast. Yes. <laughs> Producer David is here in full force. He is making yeah. sure that the the sliders are up, that the buttons are pushed. If it wasn't for him, that red button yeah. would not be on right now. It's always now. suspect. So. Uh, it, it, Producer David, we also yeah. have uh, Producer Lydia. Producer Lydia, hell yeah, she's rocking it. Yep, awesome. It's fantastic. Uh, this episode, I'm going to, before I say anything else about the title, any of that, when I saw who was on this episode, I went, this is going to be a shit show. This is going to be the most fun, oh. chaotic, just so many rancid rabbit holes that we don't even know how to talk about it. And I was only half right. So this right. is this is season eight, episode 39, Bachfest Live, drinking with Brett and Mike. And if yep. those two names don't trigger something in your brain, you haven't been listening to us enough or you haven't been listening to Bruce Guy's Happy Hour, which shame right. on you if you have not listened or to Or you don't read about show. Cincinnati beer or True. you don't. You know, have kids, or you don't uh, like uh, fruit tarts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, you although, should know. You should know. Although there are there are some very influential craft beer people that don't like fruit tarts, or as they said, sour beers. Right. So, yeah. I don't know. Uh, let's see. This episode, and I'm I'm gonna make the worst joke in the history of the world. Oh wait Get a minute. Ready. Do you have any fanfare? To bring that in? No, because my, well, I guess my phone's not that far away, but I just, no. No, oh, okay. We didn't plan. <laughs> we didn't plan. Why would we plan ahead? Okay. We never plan ahead. This episode, get ready to send me over to the park, was full of debauchery. No? Oh, I disappoint him at least once every week, and it's fantastic Jesus. every single time. <laughs> That's it. Producer David. Oh, uh, well, I got rid of Producer David. That didn't take long. That didn't take long at all. Um, I thought, okay, so the beginning of this episode, normally the gnome introduces the guests that he has on the show. Like, oh, hey, you know, go around, introduce yourself, tell people who you are, what you do, that kind of thing. Mike, who, for people who don't know, Mike D. Morgan, he always brings the D almost harder than you do. Uh, I I feel like it's very close. close. Uh, he is a local lawyer, author, teacher, professor, and just general degenerate, it mm-hmm. sounds like. Yeah, yeah. So, Nome's like, you know, introduce yourself. He's like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Mike, and I do this. And then he just started going off on Bachfest, the history of Bachfest, the history of Cincinnati breweries, which he is incredibly well-versed in. Wrote a book. Didn't give bread. Led, led. Parades. He has led weekends. Yes. Legal or not legal parades. Ah, yeah. Yes. Well, we I'll may com- get into that. We might get into that. But what I thought was hilarious is he didn't give Brett a single minute to introduce himself. He just went, oh, you, you mentioned me? Okay, I'm going. I'm running with it. And so you got Mike talking for, was it like 12, 13 minutes? It's about out that. Of the, out of the intro for, for the episode? It's about that. Instead, instead of Mike doing a j- drinking, he did a... Uh, a whole, a whole twelve minutes on himself, mm. and then, yeah. uh, and then know. Brett's like, "So I'm here too, guys," and and everyone went, "Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah." So, so yeah, Brett, yeah, what yeah, do you Brett, think about yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, nice. So I he's mean, like, and then and Brett, like, ah, it's, it's good. 
Right. So Mike, so Mike took. I think. I think I timed it correctly. I think it was like the 13, 25 minute mark when Mike stopped talking, and then Brett goes, "Yeah, and I'm Brett, and I I like beer too," and then that was it. Yeah. That was just it. So, kind of props to Brett on, uh, on being being humble. So humble. Yeah. He's, he, he's a very humble guy. I mean, as all. I mean, anybody who knows him knows. Oh, absolutely. So. Uh, let's see. One of the first notes that I really like. Is it mine or yours? I'm using your notes today. Awesome. Because I left my notebook in my other pants. I don't know. I just don't. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. You know, I mean, it's it's, in my other pants. Pants. I I got, I'm telling you. I fold them in pants. You know. Keep them safe. You never know. It could be a little. You you never never know. know. It could be a little tiny notebook. No one knows how big my notebook actually is. Well, (laughs) a couple people know. There's a few people. there 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 are a few people. I liked and agreed with the fact that some of the bigger festivals involving beer in the Cincinnati area, Oktoberfest kind of being the main one, just feel too big anymore. Like it almost feels, I think they said it best, they feel like obligations more than a festival that you want to go to purely for the spirit of what that festival is about. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I, and the weird thing is that, okay, look. If I'm going to pick one out and call on it, it's the one that was talked about in the episode. Oktoberfest. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a huge Oktoberfest. It, it's one of the biggest outside of Munich, Germany. Now, I guess it's let's not specify the biggest. Oktoberfest Zinzinati, Zinzinati. Because Saunders Oktoberfest has a completely different feel. So I guess I want to. Sonder and Friends Oktoberfest. Sonder and Friends Oktoberfest. I do want to clarify that when we say Oktoberfest in this context, it's. Right. The downtown one. Yeah. That feels like just a corporate party more so than... Yeah, it it, it, it does. But I think that's the problem with scaling something like that. And, the other, and, and you have a local sponsor many years. I, I don't know who sponsored last year, I, but, but I, Boston Beer, I think, is a huge sponsor. I think there are other small breweries. I... Urban Artifact may have been a sponsor. At least they were there. Um, but I think there's a there's sort of a strange thing about the fact that they've done this for so many years. They feel they can do this in this way and cookie cutter it out to be able to facilitate to the number of people that come out. It's so very hard once it got to that point to be able to uh, feel small and local. They, so, they, there's, there's attempts to try that. You know, there's, yeah. there's things where, you know, you get together for a chicken dance or you get together for... There's an attempt to try to, to bring fun and local into it. It's just so massive. The th- number of people that go to that event is so huge. I just don't know how, once you get to that scale how you make it feel small and local. And maybe, possibly, uh, a way to do that is to look to where the festival originated and does that feel local itself? And if it does, maybe there are some tweaks and changes you can make to make it feel that way. Now, I say that having never been. I've only watched documentaries. I've only uh, partaken in you know the 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 things that... You know, I can I can read up on or watch to to tell me about those mm-hmm. 
But there's a lot of people in this area that have been to those uh, Oktoberfest celebrations. Down uh, at Fountain Square. In Germany. Oh, in Germany. I'm in sorry. In Germany. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fountain Square, too, as well. But Just in Germany, what, originally, yeah. does it feel, even though it's an enormous festival that goes on, you know, for the duration that, you know, that time is, does it feel local? Does it feel something, uh, does it feel like something special that you can only get in that environment? And I would imagine it does. And... So how would you translate that to... How do you translate that? Right, yeah. right. I mean... Because I do think that there is the possibility of scaling a festival up as it gets bigger and bigger, but still keeping a... Even if not like a hometown or a small festival feel, you st- it's it can still feel special. I think that's... And not corporate or, like I, you said, cookie cutter. And I think that's part of what the Bachfest or what they're... Uh, recapping and, mm-hmm. and, and trying to talk about Bachfest itself, the identity of it, with even though there was crazy wind and rain and they mm-hmm. publicly canceled the parade, mm-hmm. there were still people out there doing Bachfest things. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. On and that, Friday. And then yeah, yeah. Um, on Saturday, you know, just a bunch of people out there having a great time. Uh, the they mentioned that the the sausage queen um event had been canceled and then another uh, venue picked it up mm-hmm. to 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 keep going with it and you know it, it's still it's a big festival in cincinnati but there's still a grassroots um effort that drives effort, it yeah, it, yeah from from the people that that want it to happen Right, and I'm not talking about the event coordinators. I'm talking about the public, and and that's what seems to continue to push forward this Bachfest experience. Agreed. And to kind of close on their sort of conversation about that, one of the key things that they said was, "You never know if Bachfest is actually going to happen or not," and part of that kind of terrifies me, but part of that also makes me that much more proud of our local craft beer communities that no matter what's happening, they find a way to make some part of Bachfest weekend happen. Maybe it's not the whole celebration. Maybe they don't have an official tent up in a park, what have you, but they still make sure that something is going on that first weekend in March. Like, in Bachfest is never not present I'll for that weekend. I also want to say salute to Mike uh, salute to Mike. Salute to you, sir. Because uh, way you know back when you started, uh, when you were, when you had the inspiration uh, to take over and, and lead this uh, Bachfest that turns into current day Bachfest. I mean, he's been away for a little bit, but salute to you for making it a consistent weekend. Everybody knows when it's going to be. There's a lot to be said about consistency, right? So how consistent are the illegalities of Bachfest to kind of continue along the conversation? Well, that's, that's definitely, you know, there's a thread there, there and is, that's fine. It was an amazing thread. This was actually a, a snippet of the video uh, Gnome posted on the, I believe it was the Cincy Brewcast YouTube channel. 
Uh, again, he has multiple YouTube channels. There's one for Drinking with the Gnome. I think one for Cincy Brewcast and just one for the Gnarly Gnome or maybe Gnarly Jesus Gnome. Jesus Christ, do you have to pay for all those or what? Hell no. Okay, good. It's YouTube. It's it's free. There might be a subscribe option, but, okay. but no. Right. YouTube is free to the people for the most part. But that was one of the funniest video clips that I've seen because I saw that before I listened to the episode. And as soon as Mike started talking about, yeah, so technically... This whole thing was illegal. I'm like, oh, my God. This is going to be the That's best wonderful. episode ever. That's and, wonderful. And it was. It really was. I don't want to spoil too much of it yeah. because, holy shit, the things that he did, and because he's a lawyer, he understands statute of limitations, so he was able to just lay it all out there. Yeah. And, my God. So, also, I want to say salute to you, Michael. I, I want to tell you, yes, another right, salute to right, Michael, right. because he's not afraid to tell you how he really feels about Bach beer. This is true. He loves it. Sorry. He's not afraid. He is not he's afraid. not afraid to profess his, love his actual feelings about Bach beer. And adoration for well, the, for the sweet, malty beverage that we all know he's, as It Bach is beer. a sweet, malty beverage. It is. But he's not afraid to tell you how he feels about it. He loves it. Absolutely loves it. It's great. Yes. Salute to you, Mike. <laughs> oh, my God. I think it was about the time that he was professing his love for Bach beers that uh, one of the chairs they were sitting on got peed on. Yeah. Where else can you go when your chair gets peed on? And I mean, I know that there was all kinds well, of and it wasn't the person sitting in the no, chair. No, no, no. Yes, we on. will. We which I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, maybe I don't, it that, was. I don't know if that makes it better or worse. Maybe it you was. know what I maybe mean. Maybe might peed in his chair. It's, I don't know. Eh, they never really specified whose chair and and exact situations and all that. But like I said, I knew going into this podcast that it was going to be absolutely fantastic. It and wouldn't brilliant. be complete without some pee. Yeah, or some. Well, no, we'll just. You're gonna leave that out. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna leave that out there. Okay. Just leave it hanging out. You're gonna there. leave it out. I am. I think so. Although I will say they were talking about you know speaking of, you know the love for Bach beers all that, the they went into kind of the style and how it is a sweeter beer. Mm-hmm. You know it's not a pastry stout. It's I'm sorry. Malty. It's not malty a pasty stout. It's it's malty, but it is very sweet. Uh, they were talking about how. The palate cleansing that typically came, and I say they, I mean Brett and, and Mike. And I don't think No mentioned specifically if he did this as well, but why not lump him in with with everything else? Yeah, because I mean they all love Bach beer, so why wouldn't they drink anything else, especially while they're recording a podcast? But they were saying that the perfect palate cleanser for a Bach beer is an IPA, mm-hmm. and Matry makes one of the best palate cleansing IPAs. One of the, I think that's something that a lot of uh, listeners don't know mm-hmm. is that uh, cleansing your palate with water is really just uh, that's that's beginner bullshit. Yeah, I got my hand slapped for that just because I didn't know what else was available. That's beginner bullshit. I know. I'm I mean, sorry. you got to cleanse your palate with another beer ginger and then beer. ginger beer. <laughs> As I get sent back over to the park again. No, ginger beer. It was great. No, but uh, yeah, cleanse your palate with uh, and also. Um, like if you're if you're using your glass mm-hmm. multiple times, um, yeah, you rinse it with another beer. Actually, yeah, that's what you should do. Yeah, very mild cuvee, slightly. Slightly, sure. Yeah. we'll go with that. Um, but yeah, so that's that's a fun fact for the listeners. Matry psychopathy. I'll just go ahead and it's in the podcast that 
that is their palate cleanser of choice. So I'm not gonna yeah. leave people it's my hanging Wednesday on that. beer, actually. Is it? Yeah. Nice. So Tuesdays or Monday's Truth Day. Yep. Tuesdays are typically tequila days. Yep. And then Wednesdays are psychopathy days. Mm-hmm. Very sure. nice. Yep. Very nice. Uh, let's see, a couple of the other things. Um, this is something that they actually covered in one of their episodes of Bruce Guy's Happy Hour about the kind of sugar addiction of the United States or kind of the region. Yeah. And how totally Mike's agree. theory is it was brought on by prohibition because yeah. instead of alcohol, instead of beer, instead of spirits, it was all soda. It was those sugary, overcarbonated beverages. And I don't know. It's it's not far off. Like, I'm I can see it being. Yeah, I'm going to go a, a step further and yeah, reinforce yeah. that with also the, I believe, it was the Industrial Revolution, maybe, possibly, maybe not. No, it was further than that. I, 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 I'm, I'm incorrect. Uh, when Our truth. the when the move into the uh, first TV dinners uh, were sort of a thing, mm-hmm. uh, where you just loaded up a bunch of different items uh, with sodium to make them taste good. Mm-hmm. And then they weren't originally microwaved because guess what? The microwaves weren't prevalent throughout the United States. It was an oven. You had to heat them up in the oven. And then once microwaves started to become more prevalent, then microwave dinner became more prevalent. Everything was a Salisbury steak uh, with the gravy and the mashed potatoes and the corn, it's like the extra preservatives and all that extra, stuff, all sure, that other, sure. all that other bullshit. So, not only do you have the sweetness and the sugarification because prohibition took away for the standard upstanding family and adults that you know adhered to said government policy. Mm-hmm. Then you maybe formed a, a, a different vice uh, instead of alcohol. It may have been uh, just indulging on some, some sugar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, then, you know, the history led us to, or the future at that time led us to all of these heavy sodium and heavy preserved type of, of, of meals. And so we just rounded out our whole appetite with sugar and then alcohol became legal and then we had sodium and it's just like hey we're just creating a nation of uh unhealthiness yep and then along came the pasty stouts yeah i mean you can't sugar the pasty stout revolution (laughs) uh was coming on and so if you didn't have anything with you know if it wasn't extra sweet with um you know just gigantic amounts of of ridiculous adjuncts Mm -hmm. in it then uh and it wasn't cool. Yeah. I will say, as far as the whole sugar conversation, grapples are delicious. They are an actual thing. I think you can still find them every now and then at, like, Jungle Gyms. I didn't love the cotton candy grapes. I have not had those. I've seen them, but yeah, I have I'm not, not gonna, had them. I mean, you can, if they come out, I mean, if you want to try them, try them. I didn't yeah. love them. What I'll probably do is do the thing where you're in the grocery store and you walk by the bag of grapes and just, like, grab one or two and then just keep walking yeah because unless you buy unless you buy a bag those are free <laughs> yeah exactly yeah how do you know if they're good or not i mean it's it's kind of like yeah. it's kind of like smelling the watermelon or the, like the cantaloupe or like knocking on the watermelon you just you just you just you just grab a grape so give me your you just, give me your method for testing a watermelon <laughs> you just you know got it what is that got a got a knock <laughs> give it a knock <laughs> knock on the watermelon you, if it sounds hollow does it, it echo 
<laughs> Does it talk back to you? When you knock on it? Sometimes. Does, um, does Gilbert Gottfried come out? It's like, hello. Oh, Jesus Christ. You knocked on the watermelon. <laughs> I'm here to let you know this is a great watermelon. If they sound kind of hollow, then they're supposed to be good. I don't know. That's <laughs> how I grew up, I don't know. Jeez. <laughs> Imagine some. Well, how do, how do you check a watermelon Julia, to see if it's good? Julia, you know how to tell this is good? You give it a. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what does that do? You sound, I don't know. Sounds like you hit on a wall in the hallway. Oh, geez. There's nothing in it. You know? You give it <sighs> a. And it's all, you know, like reverberates. It's a nice, juicy inside. Did you have somebody in your life like Frank Stallone to tell you that? I mean, yes. Is that what it was? Yes. Okay. Like multiple members of my family. Yet okay. I, don't, I don't know. I'll take I'm one questioning my entire voice. life now. If that's I... not how that's supposed to. <laughs> well, how do you check a watermelon? If you're buying a whole watermelon and you want to know that it's ripe, how do you do it? Uh, <laughs> I just, I mean, I take... It's an unripe watermelon taste like? They're, they're still like white. They're not, they haven't gotten red and, and juicy. I don't know. Once you cut it open, you just start eating it. You so know? What I, 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 uh, I take a watermelon and I just, I, and, just I, and I hold it. You know, I give it, <laughs> I give a, good, it a nice hold. A and, I, and I pretend like I'm trying to, trying to um, hold or, or, yes, cradle a baby. Oh, my goodness. And, and if it feels heavy for its size... I'm like, yeah, good, ripe watermelon. Yeah. That's right. what I'm going to do. Now, what's crazy is when, when I was younger, not you because you're much younger than I am, but when I was younger growing up where I grew up, they would punch a watermelon. So when you would get them on the sides, like in the stands, like a, a side stands, like a vendor, like you want me to punch the watermelon for you? So they'd actually take a device and pull a sample out of the watermelon. Like they'd core it, like like. Or an, an earth core sample. Yeah. You just, yeah, and you're like, oh, that's delicious. Now, to me, that seems like a terrible business model and a great holy business watermelon. model at yeah. the same time. Yeah. Because I just took a goddamn hole out of a watermelon <laughs> to give you a sample. And if you're like, you know what? Tastes like... Uh, don't want it, yeah. Yeah, tastes like uh, communion bread or something. Like, I don't need that. Well, but then you have the perfect setup to just open up a bottle of vodka, shove it in that hole. Hell yeah. There you go. Drunken watermelon. So I maybe feel it was a producer might have a, a better suggestion on what to put in that watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. I, so it was it was expected and not okay. expected all, right. all at the same How time. Like get with that. Yeah. Just let me ask. Yes. Like yes. Like Oh my God! Nice firm watermelon. How far are you getting with that? Oh, oh, hmm. Yeah, not very far, not buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Oh shit! All right, so a couple other notes before this is this is already so off the rails that I don't even know what's going on. Uh, in addition to talking about Bachfest and. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Stay away from the pineapple. <laughs> Just leave. Just don't do it. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have an idea of where I'm gonna where I'm gonna cut. 
it yeah. start but or end with watermelon? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Where the hell were we? I was telling uh, you where we were. Well, I, I see my note about grapples, so I, yes, yes. Are we still there at that note? That's where everything went just, it derailed like a Norfolk Southern train. It just went. Wow. It was just gone. Too soon? No. 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 All right. A couple other notes about their Bachfest conversation, and then they moved on to talking about a few other things. Uh, is keeping the soul in Bachfest keeping the money out of Bachfest, which kind of ties back to the beginning of the conversation about if things get, if, if the festivals get too big, you know, do they lose that that community feel to them? And I don't know. You you need money to put on these events, but do you? limit how much money you get for the events. I don't know. That's one of those things that I don't have an answer to. You'd like to say keep as much money out of it, but without funding. Who knows? Speaking I, of... Well, I think it comes down to... I mean, there's a lot of different factors in there, right? Oh, I yeah, mean, yeah. A lot of different factors, but... Um, I mean, amenities... Mm-hmm. It plays a lot into it. I mean, and amenities. I mean, you know, the 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 tents, the booths, the 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 tables, the, the chairs, the yeah, the porta potties. Security. I mean, yeah. Yes, security. Um, on top of whatever it is that you're supposed to have to actually legally take on the you mm-hmm. know the 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 event, whatever. But there there's there's a lot that goes into that. And right. So, uh, where does all this money go to, get funneled to? I don't know. Not my responsibility. But I hope what they do is always end up with enough uh, starter money to be able to make at least the next event happen. And then that next event make enough money to at least make the, the next, next event, event happen. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I, do, I, I don't know uh, if trying to keep it the way it is is um, sustainable uh, I don't sustainable is not the word I was looking for Uh, I don't know if it's one of the things where okay everything's done everything's paid for we got the money to start with next year and oh by the way that was that was really worth it for us because we got to walk away with a nice little uh, pocket of Dough, you know, I, I don't, I don't know if that's the case or not. Uh, I am, I am not in the putting on festivals, uh, sort of, you know, thing. Yeah. But you, you, you gotta have money to to start these things. I mean, you gotta have money to keep these things, you know, happening. And when you run into money constraints, you you ultimately. The people that go there are the ones that end up having to take on the pains of whatever wasn't mm-hmm. actually funded or executed well. That's fair. That's fair. With that being said, shout out to next year's Bachfest sponsor, Saucy Brew Works. Hey! Anyway, uh, they talked about a couple things that weren't Bachfest related. They talked about the first weekend in June, June 3rd specifically. Missing Link Fest is coming back. Yeah. And it will be bigger and better than ever this year. Cannot wait for that. Um, they wanted to push you off to next year. 
But we said no. But we said no, and they listened to us. Yeah. They're like, hey, you know, these two, we got to do it for them. Even yep. though Marco didn't come last year, maybe he'll be down there this year. They're doing it for us, yeah. and that's all that really matters. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, they definitely did try to push it off, though. Don't come this year. Don't show up. Don't call for Sasquatch. It's all good. Uh, let's see. The last two notes that you have in your notebook, Marco. Yep. Uh, Brett's brain broke. Bro- wow. Brett's brain broke trying to think of why there aren't chicken jokes at Bachfest. Yeah. That so was. I, and he's not wrong. Well, he's not wrong, but. He's not wrong. I, I think everybody, and everybody meaning Mike and the gnome, commented like. Uh, we didn't put together the fact that there was a, a chicken say Bach mm-hmm. uh, and Bachfest joke or Bach joke. It's a goal for next with, year. With it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's a goal. Yeah. Good. And I also uh, wonder if that's only uh, placating to the English language. I mean, what what does a what does a chicken say in other languages? You know, <laughs> I mean. Like, uh, I think, uh, I think when I was in, uh, Spanish two, my second year, uh, uh, I think the rooster said, Kikiriki. Yeah, that definitely would not fit with Bachfest. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I never thought about that. Yeah. Thank you for trying to keep things inclusive. <laughs> German, German chicken. German chicken, Yeah. I mean, it has to have a deep voice, too, right? It's like, Bach! <laughs> Is that Ju- Ju- Julia with a limited fake German chicken? Yes. Hold on, do it again. No, uh, There's no way Hold I on. will. Here's Julia's limited fake German chicken impression. Bach! <laughs> Switch. Here we go. All right. There was also a teaser of season 1.5 and season two of Bruce Guy's Happy Hour. Yeah. I cannot wait. I am super excited. Very about excited. That. Very excited. If you don't, if you don't know by this point in what we're talking about, if you don't know that uh, the two of them host the Bruce Guy's Happy Hour, then uh, we're Get on we're it, yes. doing this wrong. Yes. But Bruce Guy's Happy Hour is chronicling the modern history of craft beer and it is so it's amazing so exciting and uh it's just extremely informative mm-hmm. and you know they they get the guests that you you would want that type of podcast to get i mean they they get them yes like and yes. so uh hats off to you two mm-hmm. salute to you the both of you for getting all of these guests. Uh, it's fantastic. And please, please keep up the work that you're doing. And I, 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 We'd I love truly, to keep talking about you truly guys. love and respect it. Yes. And uh, thanks for also the, uh, the, the follow uh, to the pod and then uh, the Patreon uh, that you, that mm-hmm. you do as well. Oh, so yeah. Yeah. hope you Top enjoy it. It's great. Hope you enjoy our content. And uh, maybe one of these days we'll get to sit at a bar and have drinks with you, both of you. Sounds good. And then last note that you have written down in your in your notebook, uh-huh. Gnome confirmed that his favorite Cincinnati craft beer podcast is Truth Beer and Consequences. Yeah, he did. Thanks for the shout so out. Really uh, appreciate to the gnome. that. Really appreciate the shout out. Yeah. I mean, we would not be Other here without than him. Bruce Guy's Happy Hour. True. The only podcast well, he they, actually shouted out. Right. Right. Yeah. 
I thought it was pretty cool. I thought it was really cool. And that's all that we have for the only podcast that we have to recap tonight. Yeah, did we successfully make it longer than the... No, we didn't. No, well, almost. If you go without any editing, currently we're only like five minutes shorter than this episode of... There may or may not the be The Cincinnati editing, Brewcast. So, oh, there, there is absolutely going to be editing because, oh God. What, the penis jokes? The, all the penis jokes. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, and me, like, dying in the background when I was laughing and it caused me to cough and all that kind of stuff. Mostly that is what I need to edit out. Okay. Yeah. All right, very good. And maybe my, and maybe my German chicken. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I would leave that in. Leave that in? Yeah. All right. All right. It's less offensive than the penis jokes. Ein Kluck. Producer David has done the research. Ein Kluck, which doesn't fit into Bachfest, which is probably why... Ich hmm. <laughs> I missed the complete wrong word there. Ich kluck. Ich kluck. Now I'm trying to like do that to like Ichville from Rammstein. I'm going to call you from the park. Oh, no. Mark, we just have the outro, so just, just stay for another two minutes, and then we can get some tequila and drink away the rest of the evening. If you have liked this train wreck of an episode, please just... Hell, tell someone about it. Tell someone about the absolute nonsense that uh, that we have recapped for you tonight. Leave a review and tell us your favorite, uh, how your favorite chicken clucks or box or whatever in whatever language you prefer. That would be awesome. We would love to to read those. Like, review, subscribe, share. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your your neighbor's cat. Who the hell knows? Just tell people about us. Follow us on social media at Truth Beer Pod Everywhere. Uh, truthbeerpod.com is our website. You can find all of our social media links, links to our email address, truthbeerpod at gmail.com, links to how to monetarily support the show via either a Patreon subscription, which gets you exclusive content, or one-time donations. Other than that, for whatever reason, my throat is wrecked. I am dying. So, Marco. Julia. And maybe producer David. You never know. Or, I'm sorry. You never know. What are you going to be doing next Tuesday? Uh, I'm going to be here with you. Talking about Cincinnati Craft Beer Podcast. Hell yeah. See you there. Cheers. Cheers.